An hour after dawn, they reached Phasm Junction. Three bleak structures of earthen brick on the edge of the steppe, the tall walls punctuated by the smallest and narrowest of black windows, a stockade of timber surrounding. The gate was closed. Wreath halted the wagon, pounded and called, to no effect. The two, comatose from fatigue and the dullness following extreme emotion, settled themselves to wait until the folk in the junction saw fit to open the gates. Investigating the back of the wagon, Wreath found, among other effects, two small satchels containing sequins, to a number Wreath could not even estimate. So now we have the priestess's wealth, he told the Flower of Cath. Enough, I should think, to buy you safe passage home. The girl spoke in a puzzled voice. You would give me the sequence and send me home, and you demand nothing in return? Nothing, said Wreath with a sigh. The Durderman's joke seems real, said the girl sternly. You act as if you were indeed from a distant world. And she turned half away from him. Wreath looked off across the steppe, smiling somewhat sadly. Assuming the unlikely, that he were able to return to Earth, would he then be content to remain, to live his life out and never return to Chai? No, probably not, mused Wreath. Impossible to predict official Earth policy, but he himself could never be content while the Durder, the Chash, and the Wonk exploited men and used them as despised subordinates. The situation was a personal affront. Somewhat absently, he asked Linlan, What do your people think of the Durdermen, the Chashmen, the others? She frowned in perplexity and seemed, for some reason obscure to Wreath, annoyed. What is there to think? They exist. When they do not disturb us, we ignore them. Why do you speak of Durdermen? We were speaking of you and me. Wreath looked at her. She watched him with passive expectancy. Wreath drew a deep breath, started to move closer to her, when the gate into the depot raised and a man looked forth. He was squat, with thick legs, long arms. His face was big-nosed and askew, with skin and hair the color of lead, evidently a gray. Who are you? That's a seminary wagon. Last night flames burnt the sky. Was that the right? The priestesses are as eerie as potlings during the rite. Wreath gave him an evasive answer and drove the wagon into the enclosure. They breakfasted on tea, stewed herbs, hard bread, and went back out to the wagon to await the arrival of the caravan. The early morning mood had passed. Both felt heavy and uncommunicative. Wreath relinquished the seat to Linlan and stretched out in the bed of the wagon. In the warm sunlight, both became drowsy and slept. At noon, the caravan was sighted, a heaving line of gray and black. The surviving Elanth scout and a scowling, round-faced youth promoted to the position from Gunner arrived at the junction first, then, wheeling their leap horses, bounded back to the caravan. The tall wagons drawn by soft-footed beasts arrived, the drivers hunched in voluminous cloaks, faces thin under long-billed hats. Then came barracks wagons with passengers sitting in the openings to their cubicles. Traz greeted Wreath with obvious pleasure. A Nacho the Durderman gave an airy flutter of the fingers which might have meant anything. 
We were sure that you had been kidnapped or killed, Traz told Wreath. We searched the hills. We went out on the steppe, but found nothing. Today we were going to seek you at the seminary. We? asked Wreath. The Durder man and myself. He's not such a bad sort as one might think. The seminary no longer exists, said Wreath.